Hey, here we are again. It's Thursday, nine o'clock here in the UK in the evening. So that means it's once again UK Cowboys time. Are we all doing, guys? Uh-huh. Yeah. Good. Just the weekend. Yeah. Everybody doing good? Yeah, we're almost there. Uh, yeah. So, in usual style, tomorrow will be the UK Cowboys Funky Time Friday video. A very nice <laughs> one for this week. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, getting a little bit closer. And also a little bit closer to getting out of LD. Yes. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. You guys may be. Yeah. We're almost yeah. there. Me, me, and, me and Graham are in a situation where we, like, it'll be f- told one thing this day, then the next day will be the other. And next one, we're back in lockdown version 35. Yeah, well... <laughs> I don't want to. Say, I don't want to say anything. But your prime minister, or whatever you want to call first it, first minister, first minister. Yeah, she'll probably come up with some excuse. But I can't say anything. Wales first minister. He's like anti-alcohol, all religion. So like, yeah, our pubs will probably not be open until like next year, probably. Well, it sounds like he's not going to get re-elected next time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, also, welcome to everybody at home watching and joining us and seeing a lot of the regulars. Good to see you all, guys. Good to see you joining yeah. us. Uh, Steve, as we say every week, Dog, you are our awesome. Dog checking in from Oz. Yeah, awesome. yeah. We, we, it's good to see you guys. Uh, always nice to see the, the messages. As always, guys, make sure you. Um, messaging give us your thoughts your comments your quotes uh if you agree even if you disagree we like the ones that disagree they're our favorites um so yes get your comments <laughs> in this week it's talking so last week we looked at the offensive prospects uh on the prospect radar for the dallas cowboys this week it's on to uh, uh something a bit more interesting uh i can see a lot of nodding heads there and happy faces <laughs> yeah it's all about the defense this week got some takes for you some hot takes um yeah got some stats because let's get your take guys if you was to look at the the three parts of uh the cowboys uh roster or, or teams if you like <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute um, if you look at the three parts of the Cowboys teams, uh, offense, defense, and special teams, are we all in agreement defense is what is in need of uh, tweaking the most? Uh, tweaking is an understatement. Tweaking's been polite. I'm being polite. I'm being polite. A whole kick up the arse is needed for the defense. <laughs> right. and... I think I... And I'm, I, and I'm gonna, I'm, and I'm gonna speak out on this. I'm, 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 I'm kind of annoyed with what Demarcus Lawrence is doing on social media right now. Like uh-huh. the way what he's posting there, trying like bring out the hot boys. It's like again, it's like it's like D Law. We have no right to even even push that stuff right now, considering <laughs> the season that we've had. Just start posting social media. Get yourself back in the off season. Get yourself proper fit, and come out guns blazing. Unless we're going to be like one of the top five defenses in the league, then you can start saying oh, hot boys this and hot boys that. That's the way you should be doing things. Do you know, I've said it, said it a couple of times. Um, don't be surprised. I know we've got needs on the offensive line, but do, don't be surprised that if this whole draft is defense, hmm? would not surprise me. 
I would go as far as to say as um, there is no defensive unit we couldn't look at at 10. That's, that's just my, that's the, my, the, that's the, gonna be my caveat for the show. I think we could upgrade I, any position on defence at 10. I think the issue really more than anything stems from the foundation. Like, basically, what is the identity of the Cowboys' defence? Like, what are they? All right, you it can't should, say, it should, can be you? it should be smash mouth football. It should be smash mouth football. That's the way we should be doing things. We should be, like, our defensive front, our front seven should be getting in people's faces and causing disruption to every quarterback we're playing up against. We we had very lack of, like, there's been more, like, don't get me wrong, like, there was moments through the season, there was particular games that we really just stood out, which kind of... Pittsburgh game. Yeah, that, 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 we had that reminiscence of, like, I fuck, it felt like we were watching the Hot Boys when we were on the Rod Marion area at one point, but yeah, oh, but when you consider the whole season overall, we yeah. were really poor, very poor overall. I, I don't know about Hot Boys, maybe about maybe maybe renaming to Plenty Points. That's what they were giving <laughs> up. Yeah, I mean, what what what's ironic is oh, no, like Austin, I... don't, don't 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 do that to me, please. <laughs> Uh, we've had that argument last week. <laughs> I'm losing enough hair as it is, guys. I'm losing enough hair as it is. I like, have noticed we... that since what? you started doing this show, you're getting bolder. <laughs> just, I feel like I'm no longer 34 years old, but I feel like I'm fucking 75 years old with a bloody 25 year old bloody beard. <laughs> right, if okay. Does that, that make sense? Uh, <laughs> Let's start the show off as we do every week, though. Um, well, we started off with some random natter and then we'll break into it. So get into the news and updates. Uh, so first of all, let's get to the good news. Uh, so the good news is t- Tyron Smith uh, and Lyle Collins both seen working out in the gym, working hard with their trainers, rehabbing nicely, apparently above schedule. They are uh, ahead of schedule. Everything's looking good. Even Lyle Collins' agent came out and turned around and said, I've spoken to Lyle Collins. The rumours about him retiring due to health conditions are false. Um, I think the buzzword, he was using all the, the usual buzzwords, but one of the big ones he came out and said, Look, Lyle Collins is more committed than ever to trying to win a Super Bowl. And you're like, okay, it's buzzwordy, but yeah. we get what you're saying. Yeah. We get the point. Brilliant. <laughs> That is a great comment for Austin. I get those players <laughs> bubble wrapped at the start of the season. <laughs> yeah. Classic Sean agent talk. 2.0. It is, it is to hear that he's not, going, he's not thinking about doing something. Retiring. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I think that, that was our that biggest point. worry, wasn't it, Graham? That was our biggest worry. It was. Like we, it was. Like, because like, I generally thought that Tyrus Smith was going to retire this season, as I did for Sean Lee was. But apparently, Sean Lee's going to be playing still, apparently. Apparently just, so, just, yeah, yeah. Just thinking of those two, and we know, and I'm basing this off just on what we've had for Tyron Smith, say the last eighteen months or so. Which mm-hmm. one would you be more scared of losing, the Tyron Smith that we've got now, or Lyle Collins? Lyle Collins. Yeah, Lyle Collins. I think Lyle Collins. based on the based on the age. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. based on age. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. and not, um, just, not just that. Like Collins can be quite flexible. He can play in the guard position quite easily. He can. He did well last where he started for the Cowboys, yeah, and then he, they he kicked was, him out to tackle. 
Yeah, but I think he was much more effective as a guard, but he's actually proven to be a really fantastic right uh, right tackle yeah. as well. Yeah, more um, than adequate, more than adequate. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, I mean th- th- this is why he was touted at the time as a first-round uh, prospect, if not mm. one of the top first-rounders until that whole scenario and mm. he became undrafted. So, yeah. but yeah, yeah. but um, yeah. People jumping me... out of windows incident. Yeah, mm. that one. Mm. But yeah, if it, if it, if it was me, Definitely be uh, Lyle Collins. Whereas Tyron Smith, when you think about the eighteen months, we've actually played nearly more than three quarters without him. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. So mm-hmm. it, it would have made that much of a like. Obviously, if he is playing, it will make up a difference. But when you put it yeah. in that perspective of eighteen months, yeah. yeah. But to to that point though, um, I made a huge case for for offensive tackle early in the draft, and nothing's yep. changed. Um, yeah. To see the, the two guys back is great. Great for the offensive line. Great for the the morale still, of the offense. Need a lot of help, but nothing's changed. Mm-hmm. Nothing's changed. You're still expecting at least. Um, I suppose you're you're expecting at least three games to be missed by Tyron Smith. So you have to address that straight away. And we haven't yeah. even hit preseason yep. yet. You know, it's yeah, easy yeah. to it's easy to be fully fit in the off season. Yep, very true, hello. very true. Um, but we'll we'll just keep an eye on that, and we'll keep as always uh, on our page uh, and the group, and everywhere else on our uh, social media. We'll keep you updated, and we'll keep our ear to the ground on those two stories. Speaking to people over there within the building who will give us information. Not saying any names who leak that to us, though. So keep that under your hats, people. Um, but the other news is is uh, Dak and his agent and the Dallas Cowboys it has been reported this week they are officially in talks Um, the big one that came out um, for me with the news was that the the Cowboys side the management came out and said uh, yeah we are in talks everything's looking good Uh, we're looking to get it done before uh, March the 9th, which is the franchise tag date, and they only want to use the franchise tag as a last resort. Um, So I think we're all in agreement, though, that this needs to be done ASAP. Otherwise, yeah, yeah, uh, episode 103, no, wait, 101. No, we're on episode 104. Episode 101 where we looked at the quarterbacks, becomes the most important show we did all off-season. But they have said tag is a last resort. Any of you guys making anything of that? Do you think it's buzz talk, or are you happy? I'm not not too concerned about it, because I don't know if I would use the tag on anybody else. Mm -hmm. So if they have to use it on Dak to give them a bit more time, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I still, still fully expect it to get done. Um, yeah, because... I think the tag is going to be a case of if they have to, just to stop him walking out the building. Yeah, I just hate, I just hate the fact yeah. we're going to be doing like, a, like if that was the case, we're going to be doing a Kirk Cousins two point Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it can ha- can happen. Because you saw what happened after, like, well, not putting this in a different scenario, but I've heard many times if players have been in the franchise tag, it doesn't really send a good message out. Yeah. So, like, they always tend to go and move on to different pastures after the franchise tag, but. We'll see. So hopefully, hopefully we'll get the deal done. Hopefully, I think isn't it over history as well? There's only ever been like if Dak plays on the tag this year, it'll only be the the third player yeah. ever 
in history. That's correct. They had to play on the tag for two years in a row. And no players I, ever I, played on three. So, so Cousins was the second, right? Yeah. yeah. Who was the first? Uh, I, I never found that out. Do not... I, I guys, if you're in the uh, guys in the comments, if you know who it is, who was the first player to be franchise tagged two years in a row, put them in the comments because I'm I'm very curious to know. But I'm I'm always about NFL history. I'm always I'm about. Sure yeah. I'm sure it's a QB. I think it's, it's either QB or running back. Could be wrong, but I'm sure I read I read a name somewhere. Drew Brees sticks up soon, but I don't think it was him. It's only been three. Yes, but that is our news and updates. Um, we will very quickly, though, uh, as we do every week, pay the bills. So, uh, yes, if you're looking to go to a game this year, make sure you book it through Cowboys Experience. they got game day tickets, stadium tours, and tailgate parties you won't want to miss. You see some, uh, you get to meet players and get to see some very crazy stuff going on, some dancing Absolutely. people up on the stage. Yeah, yeah. Um, but all the details on the screen, as we say every uh, week when we show this, if you go to one of them, make sure you send us pictures and videos of that. They go instantly on our uh, social media, make you famous, kind of, um, especially in the UK anyway. And uh, also, make sure you use the code UK Cowboys, because what do you get, guys? Well, well Rich is kind of just beat me to it. <laughs> there you go get some free perfect stuff perfect timing Rich perfect yeah, timing yeah, that bro. is very well done um, but yes guys got any favourite players on defence specifically this week let us know um, uh, we will uh bring on that but also yeah thank you very much steve he brought up some other news and update that is literally just coming through russell wilson uh the seahawks are looking to trade him it has been a conversation that's going on for a few weeks i know that's yeah ridiculous. um Honestly, it is like, ridiculous like, like this i think this is going to be one of the craziest off seasons i've seen when it comes to quarterbacks right now like you're, mm. you're seeing stafford goff deshaun watson now wants to move away you're seeing now russell wilson now going away like I mean, what yeah. the hell is going on? Yeah, for years. No. I mean, Russell Wilson has been that offense for years. Oh, um, oh, yeah. If there are if there are three QBs in the league, I would want to lead a two minute offense. One of them is Russell Wilson. Absolutely. He's got he's got a very interesting um, list of teams that he would only consider leaving for. I know. I seen that myself. He did mention those. To fair, two, two of the teams on there. He did. Yeah. As much as as much as I would love to see Russell Wilson in the Cowboys uniform, as much as I would love to, but I just do not see it happening. Not not, because... not for the, the reported the one at least at minimum three first rounders. On, yeah. Like see, so, so, so see, see, this is the argument right here: is the what are we willing to give away, and what is going to happen if we like see, for example, we do get Dak on a long term deal. Who's going to be coming up to come trade for him instead? We can't have two elite quarterbacks on those big massive contracts. Yeah, we have to be one of them. I mean, this is this is great news for Dak's agent, to be perfectly honest, because so many Ooh. so many teams are rolling the dice on. I don't, I don't know about that, Austin. I don't know about that, mate. Because uh, they just got the uh, tour. No, yeah, that's not going to happen. Austin. Saying, but, I think, yeah, I think there is though. The yeah, and but there is some talk, mind you, that the the the, the dolphins Wait, are on dogs. the fence. You take care of yourself, my friend. 
You take care, dude. Yeah, always good to see everyone. As I said, <laughs> keep sending those comments in, guys. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll keep our ear to the ground on that. I don't think there's much in it, mind in uh, yeah. this whole um, it's, it's wrestle. Jerry Jones, I think it might. It's Jerry well, Jones one one. It's media. It's media talk. It's Jerry Jones one one. He is basically stirring the pot. That's yeah, but I don't. The, this talk with Russell Wilson's coming from the Seahawks, though, not. Um, Ah, but, you know what, but, but you know what the Cowboys medias are about? They'll just like, they'll source it out and they'll amplify it by tenfold. Texas will be jumping for streaming for dot like streaming like, oh my god, yeah, about Russell Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> so what? <laughs> Nothing's happened. <laughs> Nothing's <Yeah>. happened. <laughs> um, but okay then, guys, let's get into the defensive positions, and we'll run down who you guys like. I'll give you some takes. I'll give you some scouting reports. Let you guys talk as well back home uh, if you want us to talk about any particular player. But let's start right at the very top. Defensive lineman. So, Paul's wheelhouse here. Definitely likes this one. Um, so, first of all, guys, the first thing I want to get into this is I think this is probably the first year in quite a few years, really, where there hasn't really been that, um, and it's usually defensive line because pass rushers um, take take the top on the defensive line, where you haven't got that standout defensive player. There's some great first-round, um, you know, high-potential players, but there's not that one guy at the top. You know, like we've had Chase Young, um, who is sitting at the top. Yeah. You know, you can go through the list over the last few years. There's always been that one top guy. This year not being the case, very offensive, uh, lopsided, if you like, which is quite a rarity. But just if you was to take, just as an argument, right, just so I can get an opinion off you, you three, if you was to take a defensive player very early, like in the top five, what player would that be? Just your first defensive player off the board. Depending any on any position are you, are you talking about? Any, any you want. Who's just your top guy? Sitting. Cornerback. Cornerback. Sitting for you? For Probably. me, it's, it's a bit out of left field. Um, go on, go for it. I would go... Do you know what I'm going to say? I would go uh, Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons? Sim- Interesting. Simply because of... Oh, who was... Who was Arizona's top pick from last year? It escapes me. The the Swiss Army uh, knife. Yeah. Um, ah, I know. It begins with S. <laughs> That's annoying me. Um, yeah. But just in terms, just in terms of of the the kind yeah, of Parsons, versatility yeah. from from Penn State. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm, Simmons. I'm really... is, is, is Simmons. Simmons. Yes. Sorry, I forgot about so, Parsons. Yes. I'm, I'm wary, wary of past history. Um, I mean, I, I know it's I know it's difficult to judge cornerbacks right out of the block, but for instance, mm-hmm. the Cowboys going up to get Morris Claiborne. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, the Lions taking Ogba. You know, that going up high for, for a long? corner. Um I don't know if adding a corner that high is going to make your defense that much better because there's there's so much field to deal with. Um, well, but like you say, there's no there's no ultimate blue chip 
day one, you know, off the early pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd have yeah. To think so, about who it. have you got then, Paul? Are you going? I know you said cornerback. So, are you going Satane or uh, are you going Caleb Farley? I don't know, actually. Um, I'm even tempted to even linebacker as well because we're so out of depth for linebacker. Mm -hmm. So I I would even say Micah Parsons from Penn State. So you're going Micah Parsons too? Yeah, like the more I think, the more I think about it. If like if you're basing it based on how the draft order's looking right now, if we're in the top five and based Mm -hmm. on how all these players are being ranked right now, yeah, I would probably go with Micah Parsons in terms of the depth and stuff like that. Okay, interesting. The reason I ask. Because the more I'm thinking about it, because uh, our West Coast made a wee point earlier, like if we were to get another rookie cornerback, like don't get me wrong, Diggs has been an exception this year. He's been our best mm-hmm. corner, but not always two dual, like pretty much still two rookie cornerbacks have always been a good combination. You still need a more uh, experienced guy in there as well to. Like, yeah, I do. So, so you Go know where on. I'm coming from in terms of that. So. Yes. I know what you're saying. And I totally think that one of the I, I've got, which I'm going to do a little write up that I've done of the Cowboys top five steps um, to get better this year. And like step number three is sign a veteran cornerback. <laughs> so me and you are on the same page or, on or that three. one. <laughs> or three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but what's interesting is uh, everybody left out. And this is why I asked the question, because everybody will say the same thing. You'll talk about. Uh, Caleb Farley, Patrick Sateng, Micah Parsons. Some people will throw in uh, Owusu Kuromoa, who I've watched tape on, and I've decided he's not a linebacker anymore. Um, we'll get to that a bit later. Uh, but everybody misses out two guys on the defensive line quite early. Quitty Pay and the guy who we did the ad for this week, Christian Barmore. Yeah, um, I would go with Barmore hands down, but I would see him more being in the second round of depending depending on what other teams are going for. Yeah, I mean, we'll do a, an episode later on uh, down the line. Uh, I think we've got it booked for April, the beginning of April, which is our trade up and trade down options. Barmore, for me, I'm in the same line as you, Paul. I would like yeah. Christian Barmore, but Christian Barmore I'd have definitely. to see the Cowboys trade out of um, pick number 10 to make that. Yeah. Absolutely. A more efficient pick. Yeah. Uh, when you go through your draft sequencing, which is what it's all about, draft sequencing, that um, in order for me to start off strong, I need to get something in return for that pick to get the rest of my draft, draft sequence down. So, yeah, picking Christian Barmore at 10 would be a bit rich for me. Um, but, yeah, um, for me, though, I'm out on Micah Parsons as an early pick for the Cowboys. Um, we'll get to the linebackers a bit later. But any of you guys, are you interested at all in the Quitty Pay pick, the edge defender from Michigan? If you trade back, yeah, I won't take him top 10. Maybe early teens. Um, okay. Involved in maybe. So, uh, if once we, again, if another... We, if we trade down to maybe like 15th, 16th, then yeah, there may be a, mm. a question to think about. Should we go there? Okay. That's interesting. Right. Uh, so, basically, um, this guy, Quitty Pay, right? Just so you know, um, big, big guy, right? Got well, issues with him. In positive and a negative, right? The guy is six foot four. I don't think he's six foot four, mind. He looks a little bit shorter than that. Uh, 272 pounds, right? 
watching. So for him, for his size, he's quite lean when you think about it. Not when you look at him. This guy's got muscle on muscle. Like, uh, no. look at him. There's there's more there's more muscles on him than you would expect to see on a human being. What? Like, when, I just... mean le- when I mean lean, like, there's not a lot of excess. No, 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 yeah. He's not bulky. He's not a, an anchor-type guy. This is the type of guy you'd want on the strong side of your line. So, on the strong really, side, really defending the edge that way. Yeah. Uh, but, so... <laughs> The guy this week, right, £272, you run a three cone, right, in his uh, pro day, and you can watch the video on it, right? The guy run a 6373 cone. Now, there are wide receivers yeah. who can't even do that. DK Metcalf was nearly double that. <laughs> <laughs> just, to put, just to put this in perspective as well about the size of this guy, right, he's not, mm. as, he's not as big as Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald's £285. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, you're talking more inside guy again. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see where you're going there. The issue I've got, right, with Quitty Pay. Now, the good thing is, fits everything you would think with Dan Quinn, with um, the sort of role that he had with Michael Pay. style of football we play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, you know, he likes his quick, shorter guys. When yep. you look at the Seahawks and the Falcons' defense, it's all it's all short, quick, snappy type guys. Very quick twitch, Turn and that is, it. yeah, and that. But that is what Quitty Pay is. The issue I have with him is uh, first of all his hands, and he opens up his body very easily for offensive linemen to get on him. But this is a guy over four years who only had eleven sacks, and. Yeah. A lot of people, right, and, and you'll see this argument a lot, right, and they go, oh, never draft players based on stats, right? Totally agree with you, but you mean to tell me a guy that very rarely sacked the quarterback in college is suddenly going to do that in the NFL? Yeah. That does raise and, and, a lot of questions, to be fair. For me... And, and, the... I, know you don't, I know you don't got stats in, in, mm-hmm. in some aspects, but then... If his production sack wise is low, then I'd like to just see how many double teams he got and how many times he pressured the quarterback. Because not a lot. See, see, so then you go. So if it's then it's if he's not a lot, then it's like, is he really worth? Can, can, is he going to make that bounce to the next level? Now, if he's if those two of the stats were a bit higher, he obviously looks productive and he knows how to get through the line. Then you would say, yeah, do you know what? Maybe so. But, if it's, if it's low across all three bars, then no. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, go on, go on. Go for a pull. See what you just kind of said there, Mike. Um, mm. Where it comes to, like, he's not really had so many sacks and stuff like that. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, a, that's a bit of a concern, to be honest, because especially when it comes to college football, it's not more, normally more a bit of a frenzy when it comes to college football. Yeah. Really? It like, can be. Yeah. It's like if, if the stats are low, um, the argument for that is, well, he's a raw talent, and he's on the in, in he's on the ascendancy. Lord, and he's going I cannot somewhere. agree anymore. But I the problem, the anymore. problem is, do you want to do that in the first round? Yeah, you know, and, and if you're taking a first round player, he starts day one. So, do you get what I mean? It's like if the yeah, no, 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 and, right and now, and, the, the, yeah. the other thing you got to think about with uh, taking a guy like Quitty Pay as well, an edge defender, really. 
is you've got you, obviously we've got Tank on one side who's just causing havoc over there, um, and forces really? he does. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm telling you that <laughs> he brings up double teams. I know what you're going to say about sack numbers, but a lot of, if I'm you not, watch I'm the not flow saying of the... that. I, I, I'm just. I... I'm not. I'm not saying that. Like, don't give it wrong. Like, what you're saying is true. He is causing more double teams and whatever and that. But he causes havoc over there. I wouldn't would you, say would havoc. You... It's not. It's not still getting. It's not. Ah. Uh, if you I'll, watch the I'll, flow I'll of the get, ball as well. I'll get if you watch a lot of, if you watch a lot of the flow of the ball, that you got to understand where sacks come from. If you look at what comes up on the strong side, so you look at like Randy Gregory. Ronnie Gregg, people say, and he's good. Yeah, but it's all flowing that way because of what um, Tank does. But anyway, arguing on that, that like you've got him on that side and you've got Randy on the other side doing his thing, taking yeah. what he can grab, doing exactly what he needs to do, being um, an anchor on that side of the line. You're going to take Quitty Pay. He's going to be a backside guy. So he's going to be your third bigger guy like that who's going to be like. Graham said, first round guy, you're going to take an edge effect, and then he's going to sit round on rotation behind Randy Gregory. Nope. No, I, wouldn't I, I, I wouldn't do it in two fronts. I wouldn't do it because for a first round, for a first round pick, you, you've got to start day one. And for mm-hmm. the, the fact that um, he wouldn't be the best player available either. No. And Don't not you. just that. And Lauren made this point, and I mentioned this earlier when, before we went on air is the fact that he's from Michigan. Last time he drafted a first-round Michigan player was Tackle Charlton, and look where that ended up. <laughs> Same position. Honestly, and it's funny that you just mentioned, like, see, I keep mentioning about, you mentioned all about these stats. Charlton never had all these stats, but somehow he was projected to be a first-round draft pick. Yeah, and look, we, when you look, but, but when you look at the film and stuff like that, yeah, there was glimpses and stuff like that. But it was other players in the second and third round were causing more destruction, and who are doing actually a lot better than who are still in the league right now. I mean, is, is, Ch- is Charlton right now actually doing anything right now? Is he actually signed to a team anymore? Um, uh, I think he is. Yeah, let me he, I think he's, he's signed, but he's buried on the depth chart. But I can see, I can see the idea. Way. I can see the idea behind. If you want to go back on that tacos. Um, you know, drafting Taco there. I can see why they did it. But yeah, it just never paid off. And more than anything with Taco, I think it was more of a drive more than anything. But what, what, um, well, what would you be happy with us? So just kind of, because we've mentioned a couple of names. So would you be, yeah. would you be more happier to trade back, say, say just as an example, the teams. maybe like late teens to draft mm-hmm. Quitty Pay or trade back to late teens and kind of, Reach a little bit for Bama. If I if I was drafting back into the teens, makes him more of an option, but I would still find it a hard sell <coughs> if they took but him. If, if they traded if back was, and then took the two, him, but if it was the, between the two, which one would you rather kind of go back and like say and quit maybe that guy that kind of maybe sits a little bit and, and plays behind someone or reach a little bit for Bama, knowing that he could probably come in and start day one maybe. Well, let, let's look at Christian Barmore, right? So that's the next guy on our list that we was just, looking just at. Before, if just, you want just, to go... Just before you start on Barmore, I just want to kind of point yes. out, I'm pretty sure that the talk about... Um, that Creepy. Came, yeah. He's actually been talked about as, t- as within the top 10 now. He I'm pretty could sure. be. More through athletic testing, that his numbers are just through the roof. 
and like you watch him, the motor uh, and the athlete. So the uh, the everything's there for him. Like like you know, if you said there's a two hundred and seventy two pound guy and he's going to run a three cone in a six three six, then you go like, okay, yeah, and you go do a drawing of how that guy would look. That's how you would draw that guy. Quitty pay. Just this massive, bulky, muscular, you know, sculpture of a guy, right? And that is what he is. But the bit that scares me is just the sack numbers. And I think, like, last year he played, so 2020, he played, like, four games, got two sacks, and then just went, oh, I'm opting out. And that's what scares me with yeah, it. Yeah, as, as the motor there, yeah. Um, and the instincts. The instincts the, is what it is. I, I keep going back to... As day one he steps in the league, he's going to be going up against the best 32 players in the world as opposed to college prospects. Yeah. Who, prospect players in the NFL that have seen it, done it, and I, 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 the production scares me. I mean, I, you hear all the time the Raiders used to draft speed. The Raiders always love speed on, on offense with the wide receivers. It never got them anywhere. For the heck, you know. So I just, uh, nah, nah. I, I, I don't want a project in the first round. Okay. Yeah. So uh, yeah, JB I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm sick of projects. Yeah. No. 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 That's fine. I, I totally. I'm. I'm giving you the positive and negative, and let you guys make the comments. The next guy you was all talking about, or the name was mentioned, Christian yep. Barmore. Yeah. Now this guy absolutely reminds me of Gerald McCoy. This yep. is Gerald McCoy in an Alabama. Um, jersey, uh, big guy, three hundred and ten, six for five, um, young as well. Um, so this guy, for a guy his size, really flexible. You would not believe like how bendy this guy is. Um, hands, something we mentioned, yep. Paul. Hands, very very good. Um, yep. Playing from the three, and the, he, uh, he's played across he's the line. Via, he's very diverse within the inside. Yeah, he's you see him playing in the A gap, the B gap, and even as like a five tech as well, being pushed yeah, outside. Yeah, play, play s- yep. So five tech yeah, to the it. edge. Yes, right out to the edge. Um, you see a lot of that, and he does as well. Um, get a lot of power behind those arms. The issue I have with him is this year, or, or you know, in twenty twenty, there were a number of games more than one, maybe even more than two, where he literally just disappeared. And I mean, I'm talking zero sacks, zero pressures, like nothing. Yeah, he's in, he's inconsistent. Inconsistent yeah. is what he the is issue is with him. Um, but, I mean, what do you guys think? Does he fit the three tech? Or do you think perhaps we're going to see Tristan Hill come back? Gerald McCoy come back, so fits this spot. Do you think that this is more of a, a, a better route to go down than looking at a guy like Christian Barmer trading down and then getting a guy like Christian Barmer? Is that your more in your wheelhouse? Well, I remember, I remember a few weeks ago, I asked for the first guy off the bus. You know, yeah. the, the big guy that that brushes both sides of the door when he walks through it. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. You know. <laughs> Barmore might be that guy, but again, not a first round talent. Yeah. Um, just had a, Daniel Jeremiah has him ranked 41st 
So that's second so round. Second so you, but the, thing, the, the problem is, though, Graham. The problem is, though, Graham. It brings you kind of back to the thing you've done it. Um, to kind of quote the, to kind of quote the blind side. It's like, looks like Tarzan, but plays like Jane. <laughs> like oh, you say, you, you, you just don't want it. You, you, there's no point being that guy and just just disappearing and not playing. Exactly. And, exactly. And Here's the question, guys. Dude, didn't they say that McCoy's coming back? We don't know. I don't know. Yeah. What is the news? No, they're, they're, they're trying. Um, so basically, they did release him. So yeah. there is whether he wants to come back from a team that released him from that. At the end of the day, it's the NFL. This is the game that they're in. Um, I don't think there's any bad blood there, from what no. I've heard. It was a business decision. He... It, was a, it was a business decision to get Yeah, yeah, yeah. There. I don't think he's like in a, you know, from what I've heard from talking to the guys over in Dallas, there's no bad blood there. Um, they they, they want to bring him back. I think talking about the five steps to make Dallas great, um, like literally the next thing that was on my list was sign a big veteran offensive lineman. Gerald mm. McCoy, he's already, you've got that relationship. You've been in talks. Defensive lineman. I think they, Defensive lineman, even yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Apparently they've they've talked. What goes from there? Who knows? Yep. Free agency market opens next week. We'll soon. Uh, know. Yeah, this this year's gonna be even more crazy. I think it's gonna be a riot. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Because uh, I know but... we haven't we haven't resigned anybody. No. Nope. Uh, no. Not one. No. No. Not Which touches you quite a bit. Um, but let's move on to the next guy. <laughs> Now, this guy I absolutely love. He's one of my favorite defensive players in the first round. And that's Jason Owe from uh, Penn State. Now, this guy, this guy, (laughs) he is rapid. I mean, one of the most defensive, uh, fastest defensive linemen uh, this year. I mean, like, the tools he has, the guy is a freak, right? Do you know what he reminds me of? Uh, if you've watched much of him, Montez Sweat. You know that straight line? Yeah. Um, just speed. You're just like, holy crap. Now, here's my my talk. I'm, I'll say this again when we talk about the, the defensive backs later. This defense, the Cowboys defense, I think what it's lacking the most is speed. You look at it across the board. Defensive back, linebacker, defensive uh, lineman. Everything's clunky and slow. This guy instantly ups your speed rate by like 90% by bringing him in. <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, you he, he literally chases running backs down in the backfield. That's how fast he is. He, unbelievably quick. The only issue then, moving on to the other side uh, of the issues, doesn't have much bend or agility. And you see a lot of passiveness that he... he, he he loses that violence at some point during the game. You'll see it, and it just fizzles out. And you think, well, where's that gone? Well, why? Why? What's happened? I don't know if it's a coaching issue, um, but I mean, this man. I mean, Jesus. Like, if we <laughs> look at his his senior year, right? His senior year, thirteen sacks and ten tackles for a loss in one and. Forget about the rest of it, the tackles and everything. I mean, the, the guy is unbelievably quick. Is that somebody that interests you as well, guys? Or are you still... And I mean, this is going back down the draft, mind, uh, to take a guy like this. 
Is that a guy for you, or are you looking at maybe like another direction, like Gregory Rousseau? I think it's. Well, I mean, we've, we've just got on about stats. Just depends on when you get back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we've gone on about stats, and now you've just mm. rained off some good stats. So, um, certainly, I mean, where do you think in early day one? Early, um, eh, he's a day, he's day a, one, early will, two, two. He would no, he won't make it to day two. He's gone. This guy is going to go early. First fifteen. Possibly, I could say. I could say if a player, if a team's getting itchy feet and they trade yeah. up, it'll yeah. be for this guy. I mean, they certainly say that pass rush kind of elevates your, your pick, especially if you're Instantly. a first-rounder. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it all depends on... Like, if we can find a, a partner to trade back with, um, but again, it's getting somebody to jump up to ten. Um, I feel, I would like to have like a list of five guys when we're at ten, and then start mm-hmm. taking phone calls for pick sixteen, pick seventeen, pick eighteen, so on. So it's just as somebody falls, and we've got options that we know where we're going with the pick we're we're getting. You know. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you, if Kyle Pitts is on our lap at number 10 and you'd only expect to see phone calls, easily. I think uh. so too. I think so too. I wonder where that was going. Easily. I, 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 I thought the I've got The amount of I've teams that would love to get a player like him and try and trade up and get him and and we we would have all the power. We can get multiple first round picks and probably be in a second. Those have, know, we could pull the trigger on him as well. Though, at 10. I, I get what you mean. Like, say, nope. you, you nope. could He won't make it that far. He won't make it that far. He's gone. I think he's gone before pick eight. So He'll be going it, to it the would, Eagles, I think. It would be yeah. nice to be able to hold somebody to ransom, like you say, to, to get another one, maybe another two as well. It'd be nice. Like. Yeah, yeah. Are we fuck Austin? Are we fuck? <laughs> but like I say, the next guy that people do talk about is Gregory Rousseau. Um, unbelievable. Again, the stats, yep. the numbers are there. Uh, the issue for me, which obviously I'm not going to go much about, is this guy had um, a, a very bad ankle injury. I don't know how right. that's going to okay. affect him. And this is, yeah, with a guy who needs to be bendy. And he doesn't have... How long ago much... was it, though? How, how long ago? That's the question. How long ago was the I injury? think it was his sophomore year he caught the injury, his second right, year. Right, so, and, and how many years ago was that now? Two. Uh, two. Two, two. Two years. So, yeah. yeah, that should be much of an issue. I would be more concerned if it was, like, the first season coming back because the muscle could be still be that more that tender yeah, stage. Yeah, I but, know you're going but, yeah. but, but he's had more time to kind of let it develop and, like, you know, you know, you know what I mean, but yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, because what it is is that Gre- with Gregory Rousseau, that people keep missing is that he doesn't have a lot of power. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like Gregory Rousseau, he's not—he's <sighs> not a powerful edge defender. He's more of the bendy defender, very bendy, very flexible. Um, like his first step is where it all comes from. So I, I just worry with a guy like that who's had an ankle injury, what type of play you're going to be getting to the next level. But the stats, again, 
are there with him. Um, the next guy, really, I wanted to talk about, who is a guy we spoke about um, before the Senior Bowl. And this is a guy I told you, Paul, to look at. And that is yep. the defensive lineman, Marvin Wilson. Yeah. Yeah, he looked uh, pretty good. Have you had chance, sir, to take a look at him? I've had a couple, seen a couple of clips. Seen a couple of clips, okay. So what are you thinking? Are you seeing the same thing as me there? Um, that um, Neville Gallimore type? To a certain extent, yeah. To a certain extent. Yeah. I, st- I, I think it'll be more or less a, a same version of Gallimore where it'll be a couple of years to we see his full potential, if I'm being perfectly honest with you. Mm-hmm. I don't think he'll be one of those players that you can just plug in and that's it, like what me and Graham are expecting. We draft a player, he comes in, and that's it. I think he'll be like a, a year two guy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean... Uh, but, but the attributes are there. Yeah, the hands. Yeah. Throw, to be throw fair, in. There's, a, there's a lot of defensive prospects fail that way this year. Like you said, there's no... That's the no problem. Like, yeah, there's that's not that's like a, an Aaron Donald kind, kind of player in there. Do you know what I mean? That, high echelon blue chip player well here's the thing Aaron Donald was not really actually considered as a blue chip player like like really like Mm, considering what his college career was like he had pretty much nearly 10 plus sacks nearly every season in college but yeah Mm -hmm. he fell down the board people went for Khalil Mack instead don't get me wrong he's a great player as well but people passed the buck on the smaller, like the smaller colleges, like in terms of Pittsburgh Panthers and stuff like that. Mm. Still a good, still a great team, but of course Aaron Donald at the time. But man, if it was me, I'd, I, I would start kind of maybe like looking at all these different players from different schools and stuff like that, like the ones that we're not actually talking about. Like for example, who was who was the offensive lineman that we were talking about? Um, like a from. Um, from White uh-huh. Quinn Miners. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's guaranteed there's guaranteed gonna be some players. I'm gonna try and start watching all the players that I've never even heard of from all these different schools I've never heard of and see if there's yeah. something that really sparks interest. They're the guys that are gonna be more hungry that could actually they may actually have the physical attributes. It's just they were just at the it's just because the school that they're at, they're not actually mm-hmm. getting the full full exposure. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because, I mean, the only other guy, really, I would want to see the Cowboys taken in the first round, if they trade it back, uh, would be, and the, it, this guy I really love, is Aziz Ojolari uh, from mm. Georgia. Of all the pass rushers, this guy is the most polished in terms of the tools that he has. Do you see, do you see Absolutely a part? Absolutely amazing. I'd, I'd see that this is kind of backs up my point here, mate. Do you see the part where we're, we're starting here? It's like the guys more further back, the more sound they sound. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, the, guy, yeah, the, guy, yeah. the guys are they're, they're supposed to be the number one defensive tackle going into the draft. There's, they're put there for some stupid reason. They have yeah. so many flaws. They don't have yeah. the stats. Whereas all these other guys who might have the higher numbers are further back in the draft. Yeah. It makes no sense. Uh, I, mean, I think, I think, you know what I mean? It you makes no sense. Think, yeah, you and I are thinking the same. We're we're looking at value. Yeah. You know, you're not going to get value in the first round, but there's plenty of talent in the second round to get better value. Absolutely. And 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 the thing is, like, like I don't. What is the stats from the guy from Georgia? Just 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 for clarity, like, uh, is it, let is me it bring mo- them. Is it more I than just, uh, the guys before? 
let me uh, bring his stats up. But it, what it is with Aziz is uh, just his unbelievable traits. His pass rush tools are just insane. And do you know, you know the the, the saying for defensive linemen is stay low and go. This oh, yeah, guy yeah. is he gets low on his cornering, like he's he's practically horizontal, uh, coming round on the edge, and you 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 just see it. And in terms of um, uh, like stacking his pass rush moves, so when he he needs to go through that, you'll just see it. He goes just goes through them moves, and he's always got a plan. Um, the only issue with him is that he is a one year wonder. Sometimes one of the one-year wonders actually end up being the biggest surprise of them all. Let me bring up uh, Oj Alari, right? I mean, I'll take Joe Burrow. He's been, like, you, could, you would consider him as a one-year wonder. Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. Even though a different position, but just putting that in perspective. He, mm-hmm. went first, he went first overall to the Bengals, and he actually did all right until his injury. Yeah, well, you look, Aziz Ojolari in his uh, last year, uh, 10 sacks. So then when See, we go back to, me, to uh, Quitty that, Pay, yeah, Quitty me, Pay. When you, when you compare two. that to the guy supposed to be number one, yeah, and and I'm not having a dig at Michigan, as well, actually, I'm having a dig at Michigan, but for a team like <laughs> Michigan, for a team like Michigan, how are they so high up the board? And we've already covered about the guy saying mm-hmm. it has so many flaws. And we've, I'll be perfectly honest, we've not actually mentioned very many positives about the guy that's supposed to be the number one defensive uh, Oh, he's strong. He's powerful. I, yeah, every defensive lineman is strong, is, yeah. Mike. Every one of them is strong. Yeah, well, this is the issue with Aziz Ojolari. Is the no, issue you've got with him is he is slight. Um, hold on, let me bring his stat. Once I tell you, you'll be like, ooh. He's a very slight guy, even when you look at him. I mean, this is, he's six foot two and barely, barely 240 pounds. And like, Again, he does struggle facts, with power. Austin, facts, mate, facts. This is, right, is facts. a guy that does struggle with power. <laughs> that is his big downfall. Um, but I mean, the other guys, I don't know if you want to talk about them. You've got uh, Jalen Phillips as well. Another good guy that y- you could take. But again, later down the line. Uh, and Carlos Basham as well from Wake Forest. And the, I, I like Carlos Basham, but not for the first round. Is there any other guys on the defensive line you want to talk about, though, guys? Um, not that I can really think of. It. Like, like, that's the thing, though. Where it comes to the defensive line this year, there's not really much of a great depth this year. It really isn't. Uh, in terms of depth, yeah, it's it, it's short. Um, like I, I, personally, if I was going to go for a guy in the second round on in terms of defensive tackle, it'd be NC State's uh, Ali McNeil. A great pickup in the second round if they were going to go down that road. And I think yeah. for a guy for like Dan Quinn, perfect fit. Um, but. Is whoa, uh, he, what's a, a live backer? What's a backer? Let me get that one fixed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there we go. All right, then, guys. Is linebacker then a sneaky need? Do you think? Absolutely, yes, absolutely. Yes, of all things considering, of all things considering, right? How many games have we read out of Sean Lee? 
How many games are we going to get out of Leighton Vanderish? That's the big question. And yeah. is Jalen Smith going to actually stick to his absolute job role despite what, like, I like Jalen Smith, but mm-hmm. if he just stuck to his own actual goal, even though his production in terms of statistics will drop, but it will become more effective in terms of the actual team performance. And we saw mm-hmm. that in the Pittsburgh game, especially. Yeah. So for me, when we're looking at the, the linebacker position, we didn't really have anything, anyone else to come in. We had Justin Lower March come in. Like, he, he done great. Like, for, for what he had to do, I thought he did an all right job, but he is a backup, end of the day. It really is. Mm-hmm. But when we only had five guys, maybe even six, when we brought in, uh, who was the, the kid with the long hair? It was phenomenal during off season last year. What's his um, name? Um, I know the guy you're on about. Damn it! It's on the tip of my tongue. Yeah. Anyway, he had keep the going. Inter- interceptions and stuff like that. Like I can't remember his name, but he came. He was having. He was balling during practices and stuff like that. Yeah, and then just slid off. Slid. Well, well, he wasn't even. It wasn't even put into the number fifty-three. At mm. first, he was. He was put to the practice squad. Then we brought yeah. him in. Then we just put into special teams. But the fact is, oh. we still literally had no rotation at all, really, for our linebackers. And whenever Leighton was out, we pretty much were like stuck. For, we were bringing practice players in, left, right, and center, and it, 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 we literally do think it, it's a big need. Like literally anyone in our defensive positions right now, whether you're a defensive tackle, like I would say, I would put linebacker above D line in general. Francis Bernard. Francis Bernard, that's the guy. There we go. God, I was bugging. To, to, to me, if if if, it's, if you're put on about priority in terms of positions in our draft, it would be cornerback, linebacker, then D line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You, 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 but linebacker, cornerback can be a toss of fifty-fifty because we could get a good, decent corner in the off season in terms of free agency with a bit more experience. We can, but I would say linebacker is a much more desperate need. I'll be perfectly I think, honest. I think that oh, Gifford exchange. as well. Don't forget Gifford as well. Gifford was uh, the other linebacker yes. as well. Yes. The, um, and in the, fact, our Mr. Lauren Callahan has actually provided that as well. Thanks, bro. There we go. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, like, look, you guys said at the start of the show, because we were talking about linebacker, about Micah Parsons. The issue I've got oh, with Micah Parsons, If he right? falls to number 10, by sure we are taking him. <laughs> yeah, but here's my, here's my issue, is that, for me, when I watch Micah Parsons, right, first of all, you've got the injury concerns. And secondly, I wonder, like, when you watch him play, he is a Sam linebacker. So do you think that's a bit early to be taking a Sam? Not necessarily, no. You don't think so? No, no. For me, I, I do. I, I don't want to be drafting a Sam. Yeah, Maybe, like, you know, it's a bit rich for me. Like I said at the top of the show when you asked us, Mike, I, I, I don't think there's a, a blue chip on D this year. Um, yeah. That is, that is one of the, that is one of the kind of the base levels to my desire to take a tackle first. Yeah, because there's no, I don't think there's a top ten talent on defense this year. Um, you could you could argue there's a cornerback in there or not, but is he going to affect a game for like, that much compared to when Tyron Smith goes out? Are we not better keeping our offense on the field as opposed to fixing one side of the defense because? 
there's a whole load of field to play with. Do you get what I mean? That's to go back to the linebacker point, to Paul's yeah. point, yes, absolutely, because Sean Lee's a free agent, Joe Thomas is a free agent, and we started this, we started last season with five. So there's two already yeah. <laughs> that aren't there. Right. But here's a good one. If you bring up the, the next comment from Austin, right? Because you is yes. a, so, the uh, perfect place to do this, right? And for this guy. And this, of all the options I've looked at, there's two, there's three options. <laughs> I'll get to the other two later. But my, one of my favorite options is this. Cowboys to trade down, right? Yeah. To the mid-teens, Somewhere between 14 and 17, somewhere around there. If you can get a deal yeah. struck, right? Especially when you think about what's going to go in the first 10 picks, right? Oh, so absolutely. you think there's going to be four quarterbacks, two uh, offensive tackles, a wide receiver most certainly. A right? corner. A corner, probably, and a tight end, right? Carpet. So you look at that. And you have somebody like, say, uh, Miami Dolphins, right, that are, are really in need of wide receiver. That's where I'd be looking. Trade down because the, the, they're going to want to take one of the top three wide receivers. If one or two of them go, they're getting itchy feet. Yeah. Now, I'm going to trade down there. And the next guy I'm taking, now, although he's listed as a linebacker, I have decided he's no longer a linebacker. And that is Jeremiah Owusu-Kuromoa. Yeah, yeah, like... Unbelievable. I couldn't say that name after five pints. Yeah. I have been practicing. To be fair, I'll just keep calling him Jeremiah, to be fair. But yeah. JOK is what they call it. JOK. Yeah. JOK. Yeah. It would make more logical sense if that was the case. Man. This. At the same time, at the same time, it just really depends what we do get in return in terms of the. Like if we do get a swap pick plus extras as well, like yeah, yeah, yeah. um, like yeah, I've done it a few times, and every time I take Jeremiah, this guy is the new breed, you know, that hybrid linebacker type that we seen coming out last year. Talk about Justin Simmons, you know, a guy who who can play across the field. You got other linebackers, you know, the Devon White and the Dem Bushes. Um, this guy, yeah. where do you? When you look at him, he is built more like um, like a, a defensive back, like a safety. Um, you know, he's very, very light for a linebacker, like 210 pounds. You know, that's crazy. He's light. Well, yeah. That is light. And he's like about six foot two. But this guy is like your typical off ball linebacker that's absolutely perfect for the Cowboys for what they're looking on defense. Mm -hmm. Like the issue I have is if. I, like, I worry that if they try and put Jeremiah as, you know, that Will-type linebacker, I think he'll struggle in a base defense because he's not that type of guy. You need to keep him out of the box almost because he's so light. Because you get he's not going to be the type who's going to stack blocks. He's just not that type. You look at it, he, he's very, very light. But in terms of, like, uh, and you, you've seen it, you see it all the time, his burst to the ball is just and like playing laterally you, you no team if you've got wh whoever drafts jeremiah rusa kuromoa you will not be able to throw uh, a screen pass out there because he's just got a nose for them mm. screen passes get with him on the team 
are gone. You just won't get them. Mm. And I just think that if you trade back into the teens, you get some trade value back, and then you can take JOK and um, and you keep your draft sequence in because now yep. you've filled your need. That is, he's very borderline, like, you know, that strong safety hybrid type guy. But what's crazy is you still see this guy making sacks. We've done a, a video on him um, in one of our shows, potentially, yeah, potentially, kind of like a, a Darren Woods, Dan Woodson. But he, he, he like, I, I just, the, my biggest worry is that teams will try, or even if it's the Cowboys, hopefully they don't. Uh, they see the same thing. Is trying to use him as that will linebacker in a base defense. He's just not going to be able to do it, and you lose that talent. Then I don't think that's the case, mate. I really don't. Players are all. You, you, you kind of need to remember, like especially in college, they they're not just set out to one specific position. They're they're out there to learn other parts of that particular group of linebacker or group of D line or group of cornerback. Like, and that's the thing with college football is like it's the flexibility of all these different types of players. Like you've you've mm. seen wide receivers convert into cornerbacks, and over the time, for example, yeah, yeah. Trayvon Diggs, he could have been a wide receiver if he wanted to be, but he's he's transitioned to cornerback. But the point I'm trying to make is, is like from going from a will to a Sam to a might, like whatever, it it shouldn't really matter unless they're being coached properly. That's the question. Yeah. I tell you, but one thing that, that does work, mind you, against uh, for his size, sorry, is getting skinny in blocks. He can do it, and that's where his sacks come from, coming through the interior and getting skinny on a block because he's so slight and small. And you see him doing it all the time. Mm. Um, but I mean, in terms of other linebackers, if you want to look further down the line, the only other guy that piques my interest uh, early day two would be LSU's Jabril Cox. Um, a bit more of a bulkier guy. He's got a bit more weight on him. Um, but this is another smooth operator. I, I don't know. Would you guys, would you want to be taking a linebacker day two? Or if you're going to take him, it's going to be Mike Parsons or JOK early. And then after that, you're moving on. No? Yes? Uh, Maybe? <laughs> Not sure. I, again, um, mate, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm just so, I'm just, I literally, for the thing, for one of the first times this year, I literally have no idea what we are going to actually do in the draft. I really don't. Like, I hope we do trade down. I'll be perfectly honest with you, because I think we'll actually get a lot more value for money in these guys further down the draft. Yeah. Like, no, I mean, my, my like, go on. And there's, on. Been, there's been few players that we've missed out on in those later rounds that we wish that we should have drafted like when we were like 16th and 17th and 18th placed in the draft where we never did you know what i mean like yeah for example like the best example is probably tj watt you know what i mean even though we didn't trade down but the fact that uh, he was there he was there in our our laps and we passed up on him you know what a player he could have been for us you know but hey hell but but you but when you look at all these other players that were ahead of him mm. like they're not really doing as much impactful stuff. This always seems to be the players within after pick 14 to pick 24. Like it always seems to be the 10 to late 20s 
that's where you get a really diamond in the rough that can start straight away and mm-hmm. cause major impact for your team and change the franchise. Yeah. So but that's where, that's where I'm kind of seeing. Like, I just hope to draw we do trade down. Because I just, like... It's like Graham, like Graham mentioned, I just don't think there is that blue chip player that is worthy within the top 10 of what we need. Unless it is Penny Sewell that drops down. But I don't see that happening. Now, Penny Sewell, yeah, there is a blue Penny chip. Penny Sewell will be gone within yeah. the top four, at least, at the very most, top four. I think if he escapes past Cincinnati, because Cincinnati go the other route and decide to take a wide receiver instead... Then I think oh, no, suddenly they, he becomes an option. If Cincinnati don't draft Penny so then their 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 organization is just the biggest pile of trash I've ever witnessed in my life. <laughs> I honestly, would, I wouldn't. I wouldn't no, honestly, like, Rashawn Slater. Draft... I think Rashawn Slater's a good player. Uh, Rashawn, yeah. yeah, even Rashawn Slater, I would still, I would, I would actually would draft him to be fair. But it depends um, if there was a team like. Even it just depends what other players are there available for us at the time. Yeah. Like, say for example, right, we had Rashawn Slater there, and we also had Kyle Pitts. They mm-hmm. are both those two players there, right? If all the other teams there, or or that star wide receiver that you were seeing there, Mike, uh, Mike, mm-hmm. we're, we're we're definitely going to get more phone calls. We could still pack up Rashawn Slater maybe two or three places down. If that's the case, if they're willing to trade up. I'm just not in a, a fan. Uh, like I get the idea behind it, but for me, offensive tackle is so deep. I don't like the idea of taking offensive tackle early because you can find like there's going to be taking it early, man. We've had Travis Frederick. We've had no. Uh, I know, I know, no, no. But we, 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 we need it. Like you know, we we were in desperate need with O line, and we kind of are now. But what I'm saying is, offensive tackle. There's going to be. In the top 100 picks, I would say at minimum there's going to be 12 offensive tackles taken. At minimum, that's a lot. Right, we're we're, we're talking about. I've just done a quick Offense. Google there. We're yeah. we're talking about trading down with at 10, right? Yeah. yeah. Go, let's go around the house. How often have the Cowboys traded down since 2010? According to blogging the boys. How many times have the Cowboys traded down in the first round? In the first round. I would probably say once. Zero. Zero. Once. Once. In 2013. So we have all all these options, but I don't know if it's a Jerry thing to do. This is another another spear to this conversation. I I don't know if it's... But here no. we go, right? Let, let's move on to the defensive back, the, the DB debate, right, guys? Because you're talking about trading back. I have a trade back option for you guys on the DB side that maintains draft sequencing later on down the line, fills a huge hole. And I actually believe this guy has a ceiling way more above uh, the other guys. So let's first of all get into the debate, right? Who has who over who, right? Who is who has Caleb Farley over Patrick Satain? You're asking the no? wrong guy here. No. no. No? What about you, Jay? No. You got you got Sartain. so you got Satane yeah, as yeah. the number one corner. Okay. Yeah. So uh 
What are your reasons for that? Just played on that Bama defence, didn't he? And it's, he just looks the all-round better player. SEC then... competition then, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, I mean, like, let's put it this way. Let's talk about Satan first. Like, one of the things that straight away, for me, immediately, I look at is this is a guy that played cornerback for the Alabama defense as yep. a freshman, right? So straight away he's put into it. Now, Nick Saban is a big defensive back guy. That That is what he, he is. He absolutely loves his team. So you look in the NFL and find cornerbacks that played on the Alabama defense as a freshman. You will literally hardly find any. You have got to be special. Satan did it, right? He's got four years of tape, so you know exactly what you got. I actually put a moniker on Satan that of all the players this year in the draft, in the NFL draft, his biggest thing is certainty. You know exactly what he is. And in this draft, with the way things have gone last year, you know, we don't need to remind you what's happened in the last year, certainty is probably one of the biggest things you could go for. And yeah. I mean, this guy, you know, it, it, like, I think Caleb Farley has a higher ceiling, but Satane's floor is much more higher because you know exactly what he is. My argument, though, in terms of weaknesses for Farley and Satan are both the same. And that is when they play zone. They both struggle with zone, but for different reasons. Satan struggles with zone because of his speed. Like, for a cornerback, I would actually say, because funnily enough, it's supposed to be the combine this week. Well, that isn't happening. If I was really? Satan, I would not run the 40. Because people nah. will be umming and ahhing about that. Like, because yeah. he is... Uh, like, for him, running a four... Like, a four-five-five, five, that would be a win for Satan. Yeah. He is I mean, But... For Satan, if, if, if you were to ask me... If they both come into the NFL, uh, obviously they will. <laughs> obviously they will. Um, yes. If, if I was to predict at the end of the 2021 season, who was to have more interceptions, it would be Sartan. And that, Mo- is, that is huge for us because we constantly complain about turnovers. Mm. Uh, and what, what he is, Sartan, is you watch it, although he's slow... There's no wasted movement. He's just like super efficient. Impressed man, you just won't beat him. He can get grabby, right? Which Mm -hmm. is what I worry about. But he knows how to hide it if you watch it. And that's the trick. You know, making sure you've got where the refs are. Where the refs are. Keeps it close to his chest plate. Yeah, but the type of player, when you start talking about that, and this is where you start licking your lips with um, Patrick Satan, that you say, okay, um, that reminds me of a player that was on Dan Quinn's defense, and he become a lockdown corner, and that was um, Richard Sherman. Mm-hmm. Richard Sherman was not a fast cornerback. He was nope. big, he was bulky, physical at the line, yeah, very handsy, <laughs> <laughs> got away with it. But he locked, that, he, he locked that entire side down. And I actually think that if the Cowboys stick, they stay with their pick and be Patrick Satan because Dan Quinn will say, I know how to use this guy. It's, uh, it's, 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 the speed does it. It's, 
there's awareness, especially in that position. And like I say, if you want, yeah, you want someone like that that's played at a high level. Speed is an issue. We'll put this in put this in put this in comparison, Jamie. It's like Sean Lee's not the fastest person, but his awareness is is, is second to none. Exactly. Yeah. And his, 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 his natural feel. Natural feel of reading the play. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I would rather have that if players can mm-hmm. see things are about to happen and react to it quick enough, great. They might not be the fastest person in terms of running or pursuit. Uh, right now, but if they're in that position at the right place at the right time to make the tackle, make the hit, great. See, no? you, you just, you just, like you say, you go back to if you want to even a bigger, bigger example. The Raiders used to do it with speed up wide receiver. Darius Hayward Bay was awful. They always should have <laughs> Michael Cotter. Oh, yeah, remember that. Part. It's just like I say, that speed, speed just doesn't matter. Like you say, yeah. take away this of speed. <laughs> My problem. Yeah. problem was he couldn't catch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, like the, both of these guys are great because, like, the other side of it is if you look at Farley, he's like the same again. It, which is what I mean with weaknesses is that impressed man, like Caleb Farley, can do it. He's absolutely great at it in zone coverage. He struggles, but where Satan. Um, makes up for it because he's there's very little wasted movement. Although he's slow, he he he's not really ever having to recover. Caleb Farley's the opposite. Although he struggles um, in zone, he's got the athleticism and the speed to make up for his mistakes. Mm-hmm. And that's why I say the ceiling's higher for Farley in in yeah. comparison um, because he's just it's got this unbelievable speed. I, <laughs> and he's unbelievably quick. And you've got to look right. So there's once again there's this negative as well uh, that Farley I forget who he played for so very much like Trayvon Diggs who played wide receiver Farley actually played running back but I forget for who I'd have to check it out anyway he played running he played running back right then switched to cornerback yeah um, in his next year but the issue is then is the year after he um he opted out so there's only one year which is why i'm saying you know the floor with farley is very low because you've only got one year although that one year was absolutely off the charts i mean it was insane what he did there's only one year of tape on that and like you just i get the uh, like the end of the day people talk about this opting out i get the reason why right i would never say to anybody they shouldn't have opted out the only thing I will say is if you did opt out, I wouldn't have declared for the draft. Well, I think this year's going to be the biggest gamble, not just for us, but every every NFL team this year. It's going to be, you're, you're going to have to be gambling on players that haven't played at one single snap last season. There we go. He, he, play, he played running back for North Carolina, and he actually uh, 58 touchdowns <clears throat> in a single season. <laughs> I'm running back. <laughs> so he, he's athlete, he's athletic. Yeah. He, he is crazy. And this is a guy as well who's playing cornerback behind uh, Jeremy Okuda. That's right. where he came from. So you think these guys were locking it down. Yep, DJ Dog just kind of backing up your statement there. Fairly. Yeah. But Farley, here we go. Superior athlete. Satane, better technique and horn, better athlete than Satane, but 
grabs too much, free cornerbacks are close on draft boards. Yep. Yeah. Like my my, my issue with Satan is the hands. That I worry about how many flags that's gonna draw. But you talked about JC Horn, right? Now believe it or not, this is of all the options when I've done drafts, this is my favorite because it works out absolutely amazing. <laughs> we talked about trading back, right? Trading back is an option down into the teens. You trade back and you draft this guy, JC Horn. I actually believe that of anyone who has the potential to outplay the guys above him in the draft board, it's this guy. This guy's ceiling is higher than Satan and Farley. His floor is, is right down. This guy is absolutely amazing. Um, play for the Gamecocks, right? And he has all the physical tools. And he, he, you know, like with corners, if you make a mistake, mentally you've got to shrug it off, click it off, get going, ignore it. This guy does that, right? Mm-hmm. Although he makes very few mistakes, you do see it. Um, playing on the outside edge, you know, man corner, just he's just he's gonna grill you every every time um stays on routes um physical at route stems as well just will not get stacked they he, he just will not allow himself to get stacked at the catch point he's got everything there the size hold on let me bring up his measurables for you so you can get some ideas um so six foot just over six foot one um so when you think the Dan Quinn as well, for what they like, the, those tall, rangy, um, you know, th- those type guys. I mean, this guy's got it all, right? And what is highlights as well. Watch the highlight tape on him. And you're just like, wow, who the hell is this player? And I just think trade him back when we were talking about it earlier. Trade him back and then get in a cornerback. JC Horn is the guy I would be doing it for every time. Every time. Is he not in the top two conversation because he's from South Carolina? Um, yeah. uh, so. Or is there he that much a lot of a gap? Pe- he, he does draw a lot of penalties. He has drawn penalties. Um, like, not what he's doing wrong, but um, uh, like drawing offside, getting mm. jumpy. You see a lot of that. Trigger happy. He, he very much is. And his tackling. Does have issues with tackling. So that's why he's That's the he's last lower. thing we need after last season. <laughs> yeah, but the <laughs> thing is, is what I'm saying... This is why I'm shit. saying is, is, is why his floor is so low. But when you think about it, if you said his tackling, he's got issues with and penalties from being drawn off sides. Are they things that are coachable? Very much so. Oh, of course. Is yeah. it coachable very quick? Yeah. Yes, it is very quick. With Dan Quinn. Especially with Dan made, Quinn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, who's made pro yeah. bowlers from like nothing at cornerback. 100%. Yeah. I, hear, I hear a lot of coaches say, I can't coach height and I can't coach speed, but I can coach everything else. So, yeah. Jace Horn seems to fall into that category. Yeah. It, and he's got the pedigree as well. His um his dad played in the NFL as well. Um, oh, he's he's not the only one. Yeah, there's another uh, corner we'll get to. His, yeah, his dad played wide receiver, so there you go. Um, but I, I, honestly, you need to go watch it. 
Um, hold on, let me try and get some stats on JC. I put one up on UK Cowboys before, and it's like when you listen to it, you're just like, "What?" <laughs> um, let me try and find that particular stat, and it's something absolutely crazy. Like he allowed like two catches in like seven games or something. It's, uh, honestly, it's, it's something that ridiculous because he's just that shut down. But if you've got another corner in mind, give it to us then, uh, Gray. Well, who have you got? <laughs> Asante Samuel Jr., Florida oh, State. Oh, Asante Samuel. Yes. Who's so father, give it to us. Yes. His father was an eagle cornerback. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's where we're going with that one. So oh, if right. the name okay. sounds familiar. Is there anything... is... So would you think though for a guy like Asante Samuel then, would you want to trade back even further than where you're at now to get a guy like that? I, there's there's definitely there is a gap. There's there's definitely a gap. Um I'm just thinking if, if you were to go alternate like if, well, you, if you didn't go corner with your first pick, you're talking mm-hmm. about Samuel. But he's not I, I wouldn't go top half of the draft of the first round, certainly. Um, okay. You might go later day one. I'm thinking day two with that. It was just a. I just thought it was a nice little segue when we started talking about relatives in the <laughs> NFL. <laughs> yeah. Because that well, Patrick Satan's dad as well. Yeah. Yeah. Just to just to kind of point out what Lauren just made made there, like he makes a great point. Dion wasn't necessarily the big biggest tackler in the NFL, mm. and look at the career that he had. Yeah. I mean, Deion Sanders was more just chuck himself at the guy and knock knock him down sort of type tackler, you know? Um, but also, he liked Not to make plays on the ball. Not at all. He was, he was more like... It was the play, like, play on the ball. Yeah, he was basically trying to grab the ball from from every, every chance he could get, rather than yeah, focusing yeah, on the yeah. tackle. Um, yeah, I mean, like... Yeah, yeah, it is true. But let's look at the safeties, then we can wrap things up then. Right, guys? Um, let's start off with TCU's, both of TCU safeties, which is crazy to say. Start off with Trayvon Morig. Um, If there was to go for any safety in the first round, um, this would be my guy. Uh, I don't know what you guys think. Uh, like, more than anything, it's the height. Because the other guy, Darius Washington, is very short. Um, Trevor Morig is six foot two, so there's that, and he has absolute insane ball production. Um, yeah. I'll try and get some stats up for you now. Um, but what about you, Gray? I can see you eager to talk about him. Hit he's, me with it. He's very, very versatile, and yes. he's the polar opposite to Jalen Smith in that he knows exactly what he wants to do straight away. Mm-hmm. That was that was my that was my two kind of points. Um, definitely a first round talent. Definitely a first mm-hmm. round. Um, he's he's the complete not not complete, obviously, because he's a college player. But he has yes. the potential to to be a Swiss Army knife. You know, no, we know we like to talk about Swiss Army knife. So there's yeah. there's um, he does. It, it, I don't think he does anything poorly. Um. As there he... aren't many holes in his game. Yeah. There aren't many holes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Again, yeah, this oh, sorry. Keeps, this, <laughs> th this keeps going back to what I keep saying is like these players that were further back down in the draft, there's lesser flaws from what we're yeah, saying. Yeah, well, I mean, mm -hmm. Trevor, like, what, what, what's I don't understand crazy it. is Mo Rig is probably your top safety in this year's draft. And I would say he's a borderline first round player, but I think he will go first round because there'll be teams willing to go uh, for him. Um, like, He's very rangy. Like I don't know what his arm length is, but you can see it. Um, like you, you could even—I wouldn't want to—but he could hold up like further into the box, like very close in the box, almost like a linebacker, mm. if you really wanted to. My mm. only issue with him is that we've already got a guy like that, Donovan Wilson. Yeah, and I'm really looking at free safety and Tra Trayvon Murray, as good as he is, I can't see him playing single high. Maybe the cover three, the cover three he could play, which is Dan mm -hmm. Quinn's wheelhouse. But mm -hmm. I just worry about him playing single high. Um, the other guy, though, Darius Washington, is like the complete opposite. Now he's got the ball skills, but he's only he's I, I like he's listed as five foot eight, and I don't even think he's that tall. And for a safety, I worry eight? about that. Yeah, five foot barely. Jesus, Rosie may as well get Gandalf to pick him out of the bloody crowd. <laughs> Absolutely right. Like what? What? What's crazy though is Washington. I would say has a higher ceiling than Mo Rig. He is feisty and he's got the instincts, which is what Mo Rig lacks. Mm. So whereas Mo Rig, he's got the height and the arm length and the speed to catch up. Um, I mean, we'll get to Richie Grant, who's the next guy who we did talk about. I tell you who Darius Washington has been very comp by is the honey badger. Yeah. Yeah. And like you, you see it all the time. And yep. and the honey badger is like five foot nine. Mm -hmm. But he, he, he's always, he's always one of these players around the ball. Yes. Whether he's always. making a tackle or an interception, he, just, he just affects the game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, but this is a guy again that, I don't want him in a single high. He needs to be in the cover three or the cover two, you know, like the two high, uh, the, the, in the in the two high role. Yeah. Because I think on his own, he's struck, just like Tyron, you know, we talk about, that, you know, just just like Honey Badger, he's going to struggle like that, you know? Yeah. Wait, I mean, is it is it too far to say that the Cowboys always scream out for a, a safety and this isn't really the draft? To fix that, either, like this, you this can in the second gonna, round. It's going to prolong. I uh, just in terms of first, but yeah, um, yeah, it's it's going to be the right player falling to the right pick. That's the only time we're going to address safety. Like we're not going to we're not going to jump up to get a safety. If you know what I mean, it's it's going to it's going to linger on unless somebody falls into our lap in the second, third, maybe. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we say, like. Richie Grant, well, we'll get we'll get to him, um, but it's not. Uh, I don't think it's something we could address in the first round. I don't, I don't think there's no. Uh, we need to yeah. trade down. Yeah, yeah, for, for that, like I, definitely second round is really if you're going to take safety and but Richie Grant could fall into the third if you want to talk about this guy and I put a stat up uh, on Richie Grant uh, this week that. Um, he was actually the um, best safety versus the run um, 
in run defense, then, if you like, uh, of all the safeties, he had the highest grade and the most stats against the run. So he, he's there already. But this guy I quite like because he does fit that mold of what you're talking about, Gray, with um, being able to play if you wanted to in the single high, if you really wanted to go down that road. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, he is that guy that could do it. Um, his processing speed, absolutely unbelievable. His issue is, is his actual speed. <laughs> so he is a slower guy. Um, yeah. And his, his other issue as well is his age. That I think um, by the time June comes around, I think it is, or July, he'd be 24. I Which mean, is obviously, you know. Yeah, I mean, by the time he reaches his second contract, he'll be 28. <laughs> yeah, and no, you're going to be looking it's not, really a fine. Yeah. Not ideal. It's not a great investment. Not for the no. first round, anyway. No, definitely not. Yeah, I mean, like, he's got some physical traits, um, but, you know, he knows what he's doing. Instinctually, it's there. He's watching the quarterback. He's watching where he's trying to... And he's, he does it on the pre-snap, too. Um, and a very solid tackler. So, you know, you yeah. were talking about tackling issues. This guy does not have tackling issues whatsoever. And just um, another, another point in general, I, I just think, with, like... With speed at safety, it's so important nowadays. Um, I mean, you only have to look at the Chiefs' offense. If you are slow in the back end, the Chiefs will kill you. They'll mm. kill you with speed. Um, and yeah. the difference is they, they actually have guys that come down with the ball. So it's, it's so important at the safety position. And Mike's disappeared. And he has, yeah. He's off to run, he's 40. He's just... He's going to go and show us how he's going to chase, Yeah, he's going to chase after the doll, run his 40. <laughs> oh, here he comes. Right, that was done in 4.3 seconds, mate. Mike, four, that is incredible. 4.3 seconds for a 40 yard dash, mate. Fucking outstanding, I, I, mate. I, I wish I could run that speed. I, I'd be <laughs> making more money, <laughs> but, uh, but I mean, the only other guy really in terms of. Who I'd be interested in, uh, in terms of uh, safety, <laughs> I did, uh, safety, <laughs> um, if we're looking oh, at anyone else, Elijah Molden from uh, Washington, Washington Huskies, but corner cornerback, a guy you could get into day three that I really like and is probably the fastest guy in this draft uh, would be Eric Stokes. Love it. Um, very grabby is his issue, though. Um, but I, I, I've read. We need to think of a better term for that because that does not sound so, so well. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but this guy, honestly, I think I, I read somewhere he's got he's in his high school or state or something. He actually has in whatever grade he was in, like the hundred meter record. That's how fast he is. Like he runs like a ten three. 100 meter which is unbelievable that's rapid um so when you were talking about speed you know this is a year he is um so really important. quick and it really is important in this get with, with the way things are going nowadays where everything's really predicated on speed you know you look at the fastest teams in the nfl especially on offense of the teams in the playoff so now it's yeah. time for the defense to catch up and get faster you know um so that would be the, the my next guy 
really. And a lot of people as well talk about um, the Syracuse cornerback, Ifito Melafonwu, who's Obi's um, younger brother. There's another name. Um, but apart from that, are there any other defensive back guys that you guys want to talk about before we wrap things up? No? Um... If you've got anyone else, try and bring it up. Um, <laughs> um, I mean, like I, I, after that, I think the day the day three guys in defensive back talk, I, I'm not really fond of, to be honest with you. Outside the top 100, you know, the only one is Kelvin Joseph from Kentucky. He might be the only guy I'd look at, you know, down that road. But that's about it. Um, but you've got nobody else that you're looking at, guys? Oh, there we go. Yeah, and that's the issue with Kel. <laughs> he does have uh, a lot of off-field issues. Um, well, it doesn't matter the first time the Cowboys have done something like that, get a play with off-field issues. Yeah, <laughs> We were talking about one of them earlier. Um, the, the, the CBS website has a Javon Holland. Uh, Javon Holland, him. yeah. yeah. Javon Holland. No. He has. He's ranked number one. Haven't. No. I'm I mean, not. It, it I'm not. It doesn't seem to be a, a particularly deep safety group. That's why I think it's it's going to be it's going to be another season where we don't address safety. I just think with mm-hmm. with the oh, needs God, across the team, we're just going to have to live with safety. Um, I think the cornerback position is a lot more of a focus in Dan Quinn's system. So. Yeah, to be um, fair, I'm really interested to like, see how how he utilizes Donovan Wilson. To be fair, yeah, yeah, I I'm not a fan though. Like, is he was pretty much a light in our light of our darkest days in that defense at some point? Him and Trevon, mm-hmm. like, like there's yeah. at least Wilson actually brought the hammer down with the hits, him running speedily across to make some plays. Mm-hmm. That is exactly what you want from your safety to make those big hits when you really like when you're compromised. He's there to like stop it as the last line of defense. Yeah, but I mean, going back to Holland, uh, he, I, I'm I'm not particularly fond. Like he's got yeah. the stats, he's got the, the you know the pass breakups, the inter- interceptions, and you're like, wow, we, yes. And you can see because that's the instincts. He plays with good instincts. He's not fast though. He's uh, doesn't have burst, doesn't have range. Um, Gets beaten on double moves, struggles with the slot, and was like he's opted out. Didn't see much of him in 2019 either. Yeah, it's like really, wow. Do you know he reminds me of? Ha ha, Clinton Dix. Oh god, right, okay. And we didn't see much of him. No, we didn't see much of him. Just before we close out the show, um, do we think we'll see any super seniors? Is it super seniors are calling them? Will oh, they go back God. for another year? Um, there are some that are going back, yeah. There have been some. that have, Because they got the extra year of eligibility because yeah. of what's happened. Yeah, yeah, some yeah, have yeah. gone back, yeah, yeah, yeah. There are a couple, a couple of quarterbacks too. Wise, wise decision. And I think so. Year, like, like, I, like I said earlier, I've got no problems with players opting out um, with everything that's gone on. I completely understand it and totally agree. I just have a problem with those players who have opted out then 
um, going into the draft. I just mm-hmm. think you know you wanted to you want to see some more production, especially from the guys mm-hmm. who would like you know the the juniors and what have you, or redshirt sophomores. Yeah. So you just want to see some more production, just to see if they get better. Not that mm-hmm. they can repeat it, but to see if they get mm-hmm. better, and that's what it is. It's, it's almost as if Penny So can only hurt his stock, and that's why he he. You know, that's why he's a stick on. Like, would I go back? It, it would depend what year I'm in and how, how much of a year I've, I've got going on. Um, I, I probably depends. would. It just depends on the individual situation, isn't it? It does. Exactly. It does. It there, there's that whether, too. Yeah. You know, you needed to bring food to the table and all that kind of stuff, even even on, on the basic, basic human level like that. You know, yeah. you, you need to go and get a job, effectively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, but have you guys got anything more to add before we wrap things up here, Jamie? You've been fairly quiet. No, not for me. You've just been sitting there drinking beer. <laughs> yeah, you and me both, bro. <laughs> I, I just, I just, I'm slightly concerned that we haven't got anybody done yet. If you know what I mean. Yeah, um, it's a I don't think many list. teams have. Though. I don't think many teams have actually no, done any. To be fair, I don't it think has many been teams quiet. have. It has been very quiet overall across the NFL. I don't mm-hmm. think many teams have actually re-signed many people yet. Mm-hmm. More than right. anything, it's been taking it's players been from other teams. It's just yeah, been yeah. trades with other teams more than anything. Yeah, um, which is like and and some really wild trades. It's been the opposite, um, but I think more than anything, I think it's more of. The weariness because teams don't know what's going on with salary caps because you know you get issues of how much is it going to be they've set the minimum or what's the maximum it's just really more than anything uncertainty and trying to find out what what is going to be the score and I think that's what the issue lies in because mm-hmm. teams need to know how my how, how much of a cap percentage am I giving to this free agent how much am I giving to J like JJ Watt is still available nobody's approached him. What, how much are teams offering? Because they don't know sure. how much of their cap percentage they'll be blowing sure. on him. And you, will, you, you will get packed up once that. One hundred percent. Well, once things peter out and people know what's going on, then yeah. you can start blowing your money. And I think that, and I think more than anything, because next week's show is actually the free agent review, because the free agent market's coming up next week. We've got looking at all the free agents and looking really who are the guys Dallas could potentially aim for um so we'll look at that um and and go from there maybe we'll get some more news about um the cap situation you know um but again you know this is the same thing again how much do you offer yeah how but how much do you offer you don't know yeah um there's just there's a level of uncertainty but one thing i do think the cowboys need to start doing i don't know if you guys agree that they always seem to draft really really well the Cowboys, they do draft well, and you know you can talk about misses the Cowboys have had. It's right? mostly the first uh, round. It's mostly the first round we've had a couple of mess ups, but when you put it in the grand yeah. scheme of things, overall, overall, overall we've been yeah. decent. I want to say yes. amazing, but I find yeah, I'm definitely above average. Yeah, yeah, oh, hundred percent. But I think where the Cowboys fall down is where they do the evaluation and. Uh, aggressiveness in the free agent market. 
I think that's that's fallback. where we lack. It's the, yeah. That's where we really do truly lack. And last season proved that substantially. And don't worry, I'm not going to mention the prick's name. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> but you but get the, the point. You get, I'm not mentioning it. You get the point. The fact yeah. is, we we didn't like of all the players that we did sign in free agency. How many of them did I actually, actually are still part of the team? Well, obviously, mm-hmm. before, well, besides the case of Jared McCoy, who might resign because he was out injured for the yeah. whole season, but but the mass majority yeah. of all those other players, like, are no longer with us anymore. But that's no, what no. you get. That's what you get when you shop for free agents and the, the discount bin. Yeah. Um, I mean, you look, you see these, you see these graphs all the time from NFL Network and so on. You know. X team has X amount of million cap uh, to play with. We're never in the top 10. We're never. rarely no, in the top 15. No, yeah. It's because they spend too much money on some unusual places. I, I, I tell you what it is as well, is being too slow. Like, take for instance, the DAC situation is another good example. Um, that they just take too long to sign their own players so the price gets gets more and more yeah. and more. When the, if you just struck it early, a team that's really good for for you know doing that with their own players is the Vikings. The Vikings are really good at retaining their own players and not really spending big on doing it. I don't know where they rank, mind you, at the moment. I could be. You my can see the exact same. To be fair, you can actually see that now with the Browns right now. How they've managed Browns to efficient. Them. Yeah, yeah. And retention, you do it early enough. It never enough, used to be. You'll never get used to be. No, no, but you do things early enough. You do, you, you do your business early enough with players, and they'll give you that that team um, friendly deal, if you like. Yeah. You know, rather than the way the Cowboys do it and drag things out for whatever reason, they're quite slow, and then that ends up driving up the price. Um, but as I say, next week, guys, the free agent review, where we're going to look at some free agents out on the market. Um, give some rankings. You can get involved as well at home. Tell us who you think, who you like. Uh, but that is uh, this week's show. That is from us. Uh, we will be, as I say, back next Thursday. Monday. Monday. <laughs> yes. Jamie is very excited on this one. There is huge news coming out Monday. Uh, Monday morning. So be sure to check out, um, and if you're watching this after Monday, go on to our um, page or Twitter. Check out the video. We have huge news about draft day, the show. Um, I just, I really can't say much. Jamie, do you want to uh, say anything about it? Just, I might say just chilling in I don't think anybody will believe what's going to happen. <laughs> Put it this way. It's, okay, people are asking never for been hints. Done. Yeah. It's, never it's not done. been done in the UK yet. NFL UK, NFL UK, spoken to, they love it. Dallas Cowboys, we've spoken to, they love it. Let's just say a lot of people are involved in it. A lot of organization. It's for draft day, right? And um, people asking, we got dark. Can I? Shall I drop that hint? I will drop the hint. It's bigger than dark, right? <laughs> oh yeah, it, it is. It is. There's, there's not. There's not many more bigger, is there? No, there is not. Um, but 
just stay tuned. Look out for it on Monday. The advert will be dropping along with everything else. More details to follow. There is so much involved. You guys are going to love it. It, it is really, really cool. We, we, we're looking forward to doing it. But that is it for now. I'm going to leave it right there before I give too much away. Uh, but from myself, from Paul Graham and Jamie, my three wise kings, we will see you all Monday and then again on Thursday. All right, guys. That is, yes. See you next time.